0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA AM member FDIC. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to That Dan Fan Show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for always listening and just checking out what's going on. We are continuing the theme that we've kind of been on the last couple episodes and keeping it relevant and talking about, thinking about, discussing DCI 2022. Um, Today is Monday, July 25th. We just had San Antonio Regional on July 23rd. That was this past Saturday. Um, This show is always a huge checkpoint for the cores that compete there. It's generally all the big cores, all finalist cores, and many more than that um, It's sort of a second impression of everyone after the initial sort of uh, initial sort of uh, you know standoff at Broken Arrow where we're always waiting for for that moment seeing how things shake out it's sort of the first impression and then we follow up here in San Antonio improved with some development with the design and just a better sense of how the competition might shake out. So I want to take a look at kind of where things are as of Saturday and think ahead to what does this mean for the entire season competitively. Um, By no means does it, you know, indicate that any core is locked in where you see them now Um, because we all love a good narrative and certainly, you know, DCI uh, and the DCI judges understand that they should be making the call um, on any given night and going with their instincts in terms of what they're seeing and how they're evaluating those cores um so we can see shake-ups but as i've said in the past there's a certain um limit to how much you can expect a core to go up or down um you know a lot of the work's already been done and planned in the, the preseason, whether it be their winter whether it be um spring training and, and kind of that early part of the season. And that is a large determiner of how far a core can go or what they're choosing to do because once you're on the road, you can only change so much, you can only implement so many more things and make major changes to the production. So it's like kind of what, what we're seeing is, is is in general likely going to be the overall sort of brackets where cores land. So um, we're going to just take a look at the scores. I'm going to focus today on the top 12, um, past the top 12, things are going to change, things are going to move, um, but it's just going to be overwhelming if I try to cover everything, right now I want to focus just on that that bracket of what would be finals, um, so let's uh, jump into DCI Southwestern Championships, this is uh, the San Antonio show, um, and I'll kind of go down and just give you the overall rank, and then talk a little bit more about some of the sub captions and the things that that shook out here. So um, coming in 12th place, we had the Colts. So they're right in there for top 12. This means that they'd be last place in finals is a big deal for the Colts. They haven't necessarily been in finals. I think it's been actually a minute since they've been in finals. Um, So this is a great indicator, but also that being said, I can imagine that they're feeling the pressure as a team to maintain this exact spot to ensure this position because the difference between in and out of finals is money to be made at auditions it's recruiting power it's proof of concept it shows that they are uh, you know making a dent towards success and consistency and you can see across their sub captions you know they're floating in saying 10s 13s 12s 11s 14, 11, 12, 14, like, so there's not totally a straightforward read on exactly where they're at as a full core, but there's certainly sub captions that are poking into 10, but there's also some as low as 14. So you can look at this and I'm sure the Colts are looking at this and going, kind of having an idea of where they they want to go. So um, it looks like some of their higher captions, percussion was in 12, music analysis was in 12. Let's see what else. We got 13th in music analysis. Um, The second one, 11th in brass, 13th in color guard, 14th in vision analysis, 11th in vision proficiency, 12th in GE2, 14th in GE1. Or that was GE2, forgive me again, because it's a double panel. 12th. GE1, 11th and GE1, so it's a lot of variation, but definitely not a bad position to be in for the Colts, so that's, that's pretty badass, it's fun to see them kind of shaking things up. In 11th is Blue Knights, um, they've undergone some changes from a design perspective, and I'm sure beyond that as well, um, that right now they're at 79.125, so they haven't cracked that box four yet. But when you look across them, again, they're sort of a pretty, for them, it seems a little bit more consistent with that 11th place. Um, GE, 12th, 11th, 12th, and 11th. Viz, we've got proficiency, 12th, 12th, guard, 12th, solidly in 12th. In viz, and then brass, we've got 12th, 11th, 11th, and then 13th in percussion. Um, Yeah, and that was 11th in music analysis. Sorry, I kind of skipped over that, but... You can kind of hear where they're positioned. It sounds like maybe they're a little bit stronger musically than they are from a visual standpoint. Um, Perhaps there's some effect things here when you look across the performance side of things. Two of our judges had them lower in the right box. So there's execution things to be had um, amongst, I'm sure, you know, the other areas that they're looking to improve or or craft or what have you. Um, You know, everyone's getting cleaner. Everyone is always looking for that right box to be high, so um, it's no different for the Blue Knights, but they're sitting in 11th place coming out of San Antonio. Um, Right after Blue Knights in 10th, we have the Phantom Regiment. When I look down across the Phantom Regiment recaps, it's, it's again, it's hovering around that 10th. There's nothing too extreme. The lowest caption is the percussion um, left side of the box, as the content box. Otherwise, there's a lot of 10s, 9s, a few 8s. But Phantom is sort of owning that 10th place spot. It's pretty consistent across the subcaptions. Um, so Phantom is kind of sitting right in that 82.175. Um, so they are solidly, solidly in 10th ahead of the Blue Knights. Um, so that's kind of telling you we've sort of discovered a, a jump here, a pretty substantial jump between the Blue Knights and Phantom Regiment. So that's going to be notable. And it could even, if you ask me, give room to the Colts who have a seven eight point six. They could make a move, possibly jump Blue Knights. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying it's a prediction. I'm just kind of trying to read the numbers in a, in a tea leaf way and make sense of if perhaps what these spreads and what these subcaptions mean, possibly for what we'll see when things shake out. This next group can't believe I'm saying it is the Cavaliers in ninth place. So, for people who don't know, um, I think it's important to contextualize what's going on with the Cavaliers. They had a big COVID uh, situation. I don't know if I want to use words like outbreak or or what have you, but. Um, I know they were dealing with COVID and not being able to be out, taking time off, not competing, Um, and it appears to have set them back quite a bit, no surprise at all. And, you know, I've been hearing different things about cores who are dealing with COVID and it sort of makes me think about how pro sports have been dealing with this, both from a COVID perspective, but also injuries, that it's very normal. It's not something to panic about when an athlete is injured. You know, we have to sit that athlete and let them sort of regain their strength and you can't play them before they're ready or leads to longer term issues. And for me, that's maybe the attitude to take towards what we are seeing with this COVID situation kind of ongoing um, is, you know, we need to take precautions and have protocols and sort of know what to do, Um, but I don't think we should freak out. I know it's going to affect these cores who are dealing with that. There's no way around that, and there's no way for judges to, you know, while having forgiveness, you have to judge what you see. So, um, you know, that's just to say I'm not surprised to see where they're at because they've lost so much time, and time is the main ingredient to, to drum corps and to the marching arts because these seasons are, well, seasonal. <laughs> this is not like writing a movie where you can just work on it and when it's done, it's done. It's like we have very specific time parameters and I, I just know, you know, corps, like sports team, being affected by injuries, being affected by COVID, it is going to impact what they can do. So that is by no means, um, you know, Meant to denigrate the Cavaliers' efforts. I don't know the entirety of the situation, just sort of the basics of it. Um, so I wish them the best for sure. Um, in in what they're dealing with health-wise, and hopefully you can see them continue to do their thing. Um, as an alumni, always looking for them to have their success. So they are sitting right now in that ninth spot. They have. We start to see um, more variation, uh, more subcaption variation once you get to the Cavaliers. Um, for example, in GE1, we've got a six in the left box, nine in the right box, eighth overall. So there's quite this spread between repertoire and performance from Caleb Rothi. Um, we got seventh across the board for visual proficiency. And then we've got eight in the left box, nine in the right box, and eighth overall for visual analysis. And then tenth for guard. So definitely some differences there. C. Moss, that's our visual proficiency judge put them in seventh, um, Maybe looking more so at the marching and the drill clarity, whereas the color guard uh, judge may be looking more at the vocabulary and some of the intricacies of guard, nuance of guard that the visual proficiency judge may not be as dialed into. Um, so you do see quite a difference there between the f- visual proficiency and color guard, which is interesting because the color guard does contribute to the visual proficiency. So that's always interesting to see. Um, eight, eight, eight in brass, just solidly across the board. They got third in brass in 2019, so I'm, I don't know if there's been any changes. I know there's been some leadership there for a while, um, so we will definitely see what's going on when they come out at the end, where things shake out, sort of a, in a similar fashion. Eighth in brass, eighth in music analysis, eighth in music analysis two, and then it looks like seventh in percussion, so somewhat consistent across the board in terms of those music numbers. Um, A little bit less so visual. This is a very different story for that core, too. Cavaliers have always been known for the visual programming. So I think as their music team has been consistent with Mike McIntosh, Chris Martin, Kevin LaBeouf for Running the Brass. um, You know, now it's like the Viz thing is getting figured out. So... These are the natural sort of waves that drum corps go through as personnel things happen and change, and um, those things happen, and you see that reflected in how these numbers shake out. So again, I think this might be a first in the corps' entire history in eighth place. Um, By a little bit less than six-tenths, we have mandarins. The mandarins above the Cavaliers, I think that's got to be a first for them. And you look across, they beat the Cavaliers on one side, GE, but on the other not. Um, they beat them substantially in GE, two. Overall, they beat Cavaliers in color guard by three places. Nine-tenths, that's huge. Look at that right there. Cavaliers got a 16-1 in guard, and the Mandarin's got a 17, substantial. Keep going across the board, we got mandarins. Got them in brass, but not music analysis. And not percussion. Cavaliers beat them in percussion by two So that's tight right there. That could flip for sure. Um, and next after that we've got blue stars in seventh with an eight, four point, six, one, three. So that's a little bit of a gap there, but Cavaliers and Mandarins. I could see this flipping. I could see even Cavaliers and Blue Stars flipping by the end. But right now, when you look, we got about 1.4 between the Cavaliers and the Blue Stars. So that's that's pretty substantial at this time. So let's just look across Blue Stars. See if there's any anomalies in these sub captions. Pretty solidly seventh across the board in GE. Ninth in Viz Proficiency, seventh in Analysis, sixth in Guard. No surprise there. Blue Stars, as I mentioned in a previous episode, known for their guard, the consistency of that team. We got ninth in Brass, seventh in MA across the board, ninth in Percussion. Interesting. Okay. A little bit lower in the music side. Guard really popped one, but overall, seventh across the board in GE. That's got to feel good for them, just sort of holding that place in seventh being led by the effect um, it's definitely not a p- bad place to be and there's room for them to improve from a music standpoint and then a couple of these visual captions there's room so that leads us to sixth place an 86.025 so again pretty substantial jump between seventh and sixth we got cadets this narrative seems almost one of the most consistent that I've seen today. we got 6th in GE1, 6th in GE2, just 6th, boom, owning it. Viz, proficiency, 6th, vision analysis, 6th, and then guard, this is interesting. They got 7th in the left box, 7th in the right box, and 8th overall. Very interesting and odd when this happens, but it can happen, um just in the way the numbers work out, so they actually ended up eighth in color guard, and then sixth in brass, sixth in MA, sixth in analysis, sixth in percussion. I mean, what more can I say? They're very solidly sixth across the board, um, and they're not, that's not a bad place for the cadets, since 2017 maybe even 16 you know they've been fighting back into finding their identity with the design finding their identity identity with the execution and I feel like seeing their show I was lucky to see the show in Memphis I felt like it was a cadets show I really did and I thought that they executed well they had moments that were throwbacks to past shows past ideas past techniques and it was like yeah like if you're a cadets fan you would recognize that and they're hanging in the upper bracket there is a pretty large jump between blue stars and them so by no means does that mean to sell their heels and they're not going to uh but it feels like the cadets are in that conversation of six and above so big congrats to to them and then let's jump ahead one uh From 8, so cadets, 86.025 and 6, and then we got vanguard, 88.75, so almost uh, over a point and a half-ish. I'm not a math person. I'm sorry, more than that. Two and a half points. Wow. Okay. Around that. I'm not doing math on the fly, and I'll have my calculator out, and anyone who knows me knows I am terrible at math. So around two and a half points. So... Okay, we've got another. Cadets are on an island. They're owning six. They live in sixth. Um, they can definitely... We'll see. I don't know. Maybe we're looking at a, a year with cadets in six, which is not a bad thing. I don't mean to make that sound negative. Um, being sixth place in DCI is a huge feat, but there is a spread... Above and below them, so that's an interesting place to be. I'm definitely uh, intrigued by how they're feeling on the inside of that thing. We got Vanguard in fifth, I told you so. That's all I'll say, I told you so. No hate on the team, love me some Vanguard, but I, I had a feeling things would shake out here. Um, when you look across your captions, GE1, fifth, fifth, GE2, fifth, fifth. Moving into our visual side, fifth, fifth, fifth. Across the board. Music brass fifth, music analysis third, music uh, the no- second music analysis fourth, percussion first. Yeah, okay, so that that feels about right with, um, just when you watch their show um, and what they've emphasized is percussion and um you know Paul Rennick is the music coordinator and the percussion arranger and captioned. So there's a big relationship there between that overall analysis caption which we see in third and fourth, and then that first place in percussion. What is notable about the percussion caption, they got first in content, but actually second in achievement um, with an 18-7 overall. So they actually did not win achievement. This is something that we should take note of because that's their caption for sure. Um, and it, it leaves room. It leaves room. When you see a two in, in the Vanguard percussion side, it leaves room. Maybe we're gonna see a shakeup. Vanguard's been riding a four-peat since 2019. Um, maybe we'll see something change, but Vanguard's holding fifth pretty solidly up until the music captions, and then we have some variation between threes, fours, and then obviously first place in percussion. So we got Vanguard, 88.75 overall in fifth. Next, we got the Bluecoats in fourth in an 89.9. Okay, so around 1.15-ish, I believe I did that right, between Vanguard and the Bluecoats. Seeing Bluecoats in fourth is a little bit different for them. They've been sort of perennially in the top three um, for 2016-ish. Pretty consistently, they had a couple years there in 17 and 18 where there was some slippage or what have you. But um, it's interesting to look across the blue coat. So GE1, we got third. GE2, we've got four, or GE1, the second um, judge. We got fourth, that's Caleb. Um... GE2, we've got fourth and fourth with fourth overall in GE. That is notable, for sure. That's definitely one of their captions. Then in visual Proficiency, we've got second, second uh, in Analysis, and fourth in Color Guard for third overall in Visual. I think that shakes out. Bluecoats are heavy visual programmers, um, very integrated across all their captions, so I can see why they would end up third. And then we're in the Music Caption. We've got fourth in Brass, fifth in analysis, fifth in analysis, fourth in percussion. Giving them a fifth overall in that caption, fourth overall as a core. So some serious variation. We have some people that like it in GE, we have some people that are lukewarm in that, that fourth place. And then from a visual standpoint, they're definitely not far off. And then music, it seems like that's one of their lower areas. So they ended with an 89.9. Then only half a point above blue, we're starting to get tighter, is Crown. So Crown is standing in third at San Antonio. When you look across, uh, the narrative is, is pretty consistent here. GE1, we got second and third. And then GE2, we got third and second for second place overall. So Crown... Being top two in GE is great. It's very different for us as a core. That G is one of our heavy captions, so it's cool to see that and it feels like the judges are, are into it. From a visual standpoint, we have third in proficiency, fourth in analysis, and third in guard. Again, very cool to see the guard sitting in top three. Proficiency is there, and then analysis, they have us four, 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 kind of consistently. So Bluecoats did get crowned um, in that caption. And when you slide into the music caption, we got second in brass, which is notable for sure. Everyone knows this is something to look out for. Crown second in brass, second in analysis, second in analysis, fifth in percussion, third overall in music. So a few things to be taken away from there. Second in brass, I can imagine Matt Harloff is fired up after I've actually seen the Slack messages. Matt Harloff is fired up, second in analysis, That's a caption that Crown takes a lot. And then fifth in percussion. Um, So this is definitely notable. Um, It shows that some teams have made strides in the last few years. And, you know, we hear a lot with Crown percussion specifically is when the right box comes up, the left box is going to come up. Looking across these sub-captions, I don't feel like that's necessarily what Jeff Brooks is doing. seems like he has his opinion about things. Um, I was not there. I heard the tape. It was a good run. A um, couple things in there off the jump um, that I would take back, but in general, it felt like probably their best run of the year. Um, so this is where they're sitting right now, uh, with third overall music and then third overall as a drum core. So certainly not bad. Love to see them in the top three, but there are areas in there that I would love to see improved, of course. Um, so less than .3 ahead of Crown is Boston. Everyone knows this is a shake-up of the night. Um, to see Boston Crusaders not only in top three, but top two jumping crown. Um, the, the work they've done with their personnel seems to be paying off. You know, they, they picked up a lot of the old cadets team with Colin McNutt and Gino. They picked up, uh, Michael Townsend, Keith Potter, Leon May, a lot of the old crown designers and it 17, 18, 19. They're fighting. They're, they're working their way in. They're working into the, the buy-in of DCI. Well, DCI is bought in. Um, so you look across these captions. GE1 fourth, GE1 second, GE2 second, GE2 third, overall third in GE. Can't be mad about that. Vizj proficiency fourth. vision analysis third, color guard first. No surprise there, they won guard already. For second overall in Vizj. Then we've got third in brass, fourth in MA, third in ma and second in percussion but this is where i give kudos to jeff brooks with the percussion caption fourth in content first in execution second overall i think they're one tenth down from vanguard so they're right in there they beat vanguard in execution i can see why boston is very put together training is there the uniformity of the approach is totally there but like i said and this is no hate at all but when i Reacted to their early season videos, it felt like kind of Boston. You know, it was it was the lane that Colin really hammers, and that's not a bad thing. That's his writing style. Um, so I don't necessarily have an opinion that about that. I'm just saying what is Jeff Brooks saying by putting the content in fourth and the execution in first, putting them in second overall. It it, it tells you something about they are executing beyond the book, um, which is always tough because you want to write like exactly you know right above maybe the threshold for the students um and their ability to achieve so they're raising themselves to the book it seems like they are really really clean to the point that jeff's going is the book too easy or is it not presenting enough challenges um we on the flip side with vanguard is this book is fantastic they're underperforming it so this is something to look out for this conversation between vanguard and boston's percussion is just really, really interesting and compelling, and um I'm very excited to see how these shake out. And then let's finish here in first place. Obviously, who have we not mentioned? One point almost two points ahead, not not yet. One point six two five, I think. We've got Boston with a ninety point seven. We got Blue Devils with the 92.175 in first. So there's a gap. There's a gap. Blue Devils are in first. Um, I'm, and I'm seeing, let me say this. I have not seen the Blue Devils show yet. But I've seen the Blue Devils perform <laughs> before, obviously. And I know their team. Um, and it's been the same team for like 20 years. So there's a lot of combos about the Blue Devils and DCI politics. And DCI wants the Blue Devils to win. And... I think when you look at situations like this, you have to ask like, does DCI want the Blue Devils to win, or have the Blue Devils team been in this situation, um, in this arrangement of of people, designers, of teachers, for twenty years? It's hard to deny that they have been doing their thing. They get it. They understand how to work together. They're in a flow. They've been doing this for decades. And to deny that work, that consistency and continuity is, you know, I, I kind of say, you know, it's kind of crappy. Um, it's kind of ignoring the history of what they've done and what, what they, you know, have built. So, um, you know, do I want to win? Does everyone want to win? Yes. We all want to win, but we we can't sleep on what people have done. You know, if you've been following Drum Corps for three years, you're like, oh, the Blue Devils are like five years though, the Blue Devils, the DCI, Blue De-. well, they have been a consistent top three core. I wish I went, I need to go back and fact check, but how how long has it been? You know, I would challenge people to to look back. When's the last time Devs got fourth? I mean, it's, it's probably been 10 years. Um, So, this is the type of thing to keep in mind. I don't know about having the judges in the back pocket. I don't know. Like I think there's some conspiracy theories that fly around. And the reality is they have put the work in and they put the time in. So I just want to put that out there um, because I, I I think we get caught up in sort of the short term rather than the long term. So for devs, they won every single effect caption. Boom. They won Viz proficiency, analysis, and got second in guard. So they overall won viz and Effect. And then Music, they won Brass. This is notable. I think they got fourth or fifth in Brass in 2019. They got first in Music Analysis across the board. Um, Only two in Achievement and one subcaption on Dave Carbone's side. But they must be musically strong. They must be playing together. They must have an ensemble cohesiveness because they are winning a lot of the music captions other than percussion, where they got 3-3-3. And this is, yeah, I'm not really that surprised. Their book is pretty crazy. I'm not sure that they're achieving it to the level. Um, They're, I think, .05 higher on the left side, but 3-3-3 across the board. But they did win music, so they won every single caption in total. Um, So there is a substantial spread here that has to have everyone nervous, um, and giving people a target for the end. Now, from DCI's standpoint, it's exciting to get to finals and see flipping and changes. Like, we see Boston flip on crown. That's exciting. Um, To see the Cadets flip vanguard, that would be exciting. Cavaliers flip higher. These little narratives that we're following, I mean, we're all invested in our personal team, so um, these are things that i don't want to say dci enjoys but it helps the buzz when we see changing things when we see sub captions flip when we see just the dynamic nature of the scoring and the night-to-night execution like that is it gives proof to the fact that the judges are making calls because this is the issue is when we feel like judges don't make calls they're just like Following in line, um, we want them to make calls. We want them to put left box, right box. We don't want it to just be one single thing across. And that's not to say that this is inaccurate for devs who had that really consistent read across, or for the cadets who were like pretty consistently in six. Like those things do happen. Uh, it ma- it makes sense. The culture of the drum corps kind of permeates these sub captions. You can you can understand how you'd come across as an average. Um, but what I'm saying is. Boston beating the Blue Devils or Crown beating the Blue these these different teams sort of taking that stand. Um, it's exciting for DCI. It helps sell tickets. It helps us talk on Reddit. It helps us get excited about it. So Devs winning is not actually good for DCI. It's funny that people say the DCI wants the Blue Devils to win and they're in the ba- well. If the same court wins every year, I would argue it's it's worse for DCI. People lose faith they start thinking that it's bought sold they start you know just feeling like it's unfair and I don't know what happens but I don't see logically how it's good for a DCI to have the same team win every year you know it's like that causes mistrust in the system that's not necessarily something they would want to promote it doesn't really make sense so um, I would just ask people to maybe go into the archives year to year and go like, look at the cores and it's the same thing with WJ. look at the groups, look at the cores that have consistently been in these top competitive areas. There's reasons for that. And there's no point in thinking that there's like these conspiracies happening. That being said, are there relationships? Yeah, there's relationships. There are people that design for the cores that we all just discussed that, judge in the winter with some of these people that are judging now or design in BOA groups with some of these individuals. There, there are judges that teach and design with designer that is known. And the people have been doing it for a long time. They know more people. I mean, what can you really say? These connections are there. Like, I don't think we can deny that. That's just the nature of experience. So we get hung up in some of these conversations about vanguards winning four years in a row well why is that let's think about you know objectively why we see these things happen um and not to you know dismiss when you are in a position of authority people sort of they will listen to your opinion that's what i will say um when you've proven yourself like a scojo like a renick Why wouldn't we listen to what they have to say? Because they've gotten themselves to that place. Now, it doesn't mean that we want things to always stay the same, right? So even this shake-up tonight um, for San Antonio percussion, um, like, oh, what, Boston? Well, Colin McNutt won percussion with the Cadets in 2013. So he's been down that road. It's not like Colin can't win percussion. He knows how. Um, So it's just we don't want to you know, we, we see these things and we, we look at them at a surface read and we kind of make assessments maybe past that. And I think it's it's important to understand the relationships that are there. You can't really skip that. Um, there's no point in pretending that's not a thing. It doesn't mean that people are compromised. It just is the nature of the activity because we're a community like that. So Everyone I know is tripping out about these scores and is seeing the ranking and seeing these shakeups, and I welcome the shakeups. I think it's cool. Like You you see Colts getting in. You see Cavaliers having to be in a different position in scrounge. You see the Mandarins making huge strides as an organization. You you see the Cadets coming back. You see Vanguard slipping down, Then you see Boston rise. I mean, this is what sells tickets. This is what creates excitement. I'm excited to see it. I don't necessarily think we should see the same group win every year um so let's see what happens because to be fair we've seen years where blue devils are not first at this point and then they come out and they do their thing and they show up and they're fantastic and then they win that was 2019 they beat the blue uh blue coats that can happen or the blue devils could be sitting on their hands going we got this and they could come out and have a crummy show and things can flip around. Um, these subcaptions do add up, even though it feels like a really big, substantial gap between Boston and, and Blue uh, Devils specifically, with a much smaller gap between second, third, and fourth. These subcaptions start to open up, and all of a sudden, different conversations happening. So uh, definitely need to keep an eye out on this. We're going to know more in this upcoming weekend. So let's just take a quick look at the next few shows that we have that will continue to inform the overall narrative of the season, starting with DCI Mesquite in Texas. That's tonight, Monday, July 25th. So at Mesquite, we've got Genesis, Pat Crest, Scouts, Troopers, Blue Knights, Colts, Mandarins, Cavaliers, and Crown. So you can see there's some head-to-head action happening here. Scouts and Troopers, Blue Knights and Colts, Mandarins and Cavaliers, and then Crown is kind of on its own. But we'll have some understanding based on the spread that comes through from Crown on down to Cavaliers, etc., So we'll continue to understand, okay, mandarins, cavaliers, is this going to be a thing where mandarins are like substantially and consistently on top? These are the type of conversations that these recaps start to generate and we get an understanding of where things could go. The next show is Wednesday, Wednesday the 27th, that I want to take a look at. That is DCI Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. And we've got the Academy, Music City Drum Corps, the Crossmen, Cavaliers, Mandarins, the Cadets, Boston, and the Blue Devils. So you can see why I'm talking about this one as well. Obviously, the Cavaliers and Mandarins we just covered. That is something that we are all looking at and waiting to see what happens. Then we've got the Cadets. They're sort of on an island, but we'll have more information on mandarin to the cadets to boston and the spreads that come out here and then of course boston and blue devils we're all going to be waiting i'm going to be looking at these numbers and going okay is boston jumping deb's at all is the gap closing from san antonio to here there is a narrative to be had comparing san antonio to this show um and just seeing if things close if things open and which do or which don't um it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how this shakes out So around, you know, scores are announced at 9.51 p.m. on Wednesday. Everyone, you know, be ready to to check that out. And then the last show I want to take a look at, at least now, is this Friday, the 29th. That's the uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee show. The Masters of the Summer Music Games. But we just call it Murfreesboro on the inside of this. So at Murfreesboro, we've got Music City, Blue Knights, Cavaliers, Blue Stars, Vanguard, Blue Coats, Crown, Boston, and Devs. So, tons of interesting lineups, matchups here. Cavaliers and Blue Stars, Vanguard, Blue Coats, Crown to Boston. To It's just all these things. We're like looking at these sub captions from San Antonio. Now we can start to t- compare. Now we get an idea of the picture. It starts to come together. Before, when everyone's separate, kind of on their isolated tours, it's like, what do these numbers mean? They kind of don't mean anything. What do overall ranks mean? Kind of nothing. Now, we look here, and it's like, okay, we got Devs, Boston, Crown, and Bluecoats, and Vanguard. That's a top five. So what is gonna shake out here? Is Boston gonna take drums? Is Devs gonna take brass again? What about GE? Is anyone gonna crack into that? Boston's guard. Crown's guard being in that top three. What about Crown Brass and music analysis? There's like all these components... Blue coats are they going to hold Viz across the board? All these components can flip, can change. And we're finally getting a picture of where things are headed as we move into Indy, which is coming down the pike in like just over two weeks. Or no, less than two weeks. Because it's the 25th today. So two weeks from now, no, it is a little bit more than two weeks. I'm sorry, y'all. We got one, two weeks, few days, and it's it's time. It's the it's August 11th. So it's coming pretty quick. I mean, these things that are crystallizing for us, it's going to be hard for these major shakeups to occur. Um, and we can see subcaptions that are tight. We can see the cores that are back to back. But some of these things, like you're not going to see the Cavaliers crack top three. Love them. Home team. Um, that's not a slight, but time is, this is a race. Time is of the essence. And if you come out and you're positioned in a certain bracket, it's hard to just crack through. It's hard to fall. Like You have to have some real dire events to to see major changes like that. So... I'm interested to see, I'm tracking this, I'm obviously, you know, it's helping me keep track of where things are at to do these podcasts with y'all, um, hopefully y'all are enjoying these, I do want to give a, a side note, because I had an interesting conversation with a, a very well-known percussion guy down in Memphis, who came up to me, and he was like, he's like, what, what's going on with the podcast, and I was like, because he's been on it, I, I did an interview with him, and he was like, what's going on with the podcast, I was like, what do you mean, he's like, I got people coming up to me saying, you know, who is this guy, and he you know he's saying this and that and you know i'll just say to anyone you know any listener i have been very open about the fact that these are opinions um you know i'm not a authority on anything i'm a participant in the activity um so uh this is by no means shit talking i do understand you know i am speaking openly as someone who also is works with the drunk or works for indoor groups um, but I've always said I'm biased. I have my experiences just like anyone else. Um, so I never mean to disparage anyone, especially the members. Um, but this is a competitive activity, and we all have our opinions. So if you have a better opinion, start a podcast. Um, get out there. Spread the spread the gospel. Um, I don't necessarily think I'm sitting here and being overly team crown, even though that's my my team. I try to look at this very systematically, but of course, I have my opinions, and we all do. So, I will never deny that. If anyone wants to talk about those opinions, I'd love to discuss because I feel like I see these things pretty well and that, you know, I don't have a super radical out there view on too much, but uh, it's a sensitive time. So, I also understand, you know, like you hear someone who's on another team that has an opinion about the writing or the design or whatever, and it's like, oh, like this dude is like blabbing, whatever. Like, it's all good. Like, I I know, like I'm putting myself out there so people will have their opinions about what I do and say, but I just don't really care. And you shouldn't care about what you're doing because if you're confident in the work, you're not going to worry about what I have to say. I'm not judging. I'm just a spectator like anyone else. Um, So I don't really think that anyone should get hung up on what I'm saying because I'm not like calling the judges and informing them (laughs) around my opinion at all um i'm a spectator i'm a participant like anyone else so um if everyone wants to chat you can absolutely dm me on the on the instagram at that dan band show if you ever want to chat you can dm me on my private instagram which is d underscore shack s-c-h-a-c-k always down to chat like it's not a big deal to me but you know when people are going up to people and saying what is going on it's like it's a podcast like this is what these are for and uh we need to have people who are vocal and creating media and content around the marching arts because it creates access. Um, A lot of people, they don't go to a single DCI show all year. All they see is videos. They don't get any insight. It's like very gate kept. It's very hard to get to a DCI show if you don't live in the right place. I'm taking the gates down. I'm going to talk about what I see, what I think is going to happen, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, so if y'all want to chat, I'm here. I love to chat. I'll give you my opinion, but no one's come up to me personally and ever said anything negative. It's always been positive. So as always, I want to thank my listeners. Please subscribe, leave a review on your respective listening platform. Um, if you're on YouTube, please like subscribe. Um, you know, all those things, follow me on my, my Instagram at that Dan band Show. That's where we post clips. That's where we post news, things like that. But, um, I love doing this. I love being able to just sort of think through my ideas that are half formed, um, attempting to do math live on camera, which is always fun and funny. But hey, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect. I would challenge everyone to um, be, you know, humbled and open to the possibility that there's varying opinions about everything um, in this little world that we do. So thanks everyone for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.